Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Then I tripped on something on the steps and go fall down the steps oh. in my garage. Oh, Coffee spills all over the weight room, which ticks me off more than anything. Of course. How so, around in the weight room. Yes. So going out to, to throw, take the rug out that it, it spilled on, there was something outside the garage. I tripped over that. I didn't fall. Better morning today? Oh, better. Yeah. Good. Without think, incident? Uh, huh? Without incident? Yeah. I, I you know, um, I've been accused of accusing my wife of trying to sabotage me Just, for some yeah, reason. You have. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you made it. <laughs> yes. I, without incident. I, yes. I don't think uh, Hemisphere Coffee has known what they've started. It's it's a battle I'll royale. I'll tell you this. It's <laughs> happening all over Spielman and Hooley. We tackle life podcast land as we're getting more and more emails about it. About <laughs> the same sort of things happening in their homes or they're taking a page from your book and hiding their coffee so their wife doesn't get it and start to like it. Well, that's the danger. Did they know they uh, how good their product coffee. was? I don't know. Yeah, they're, uh, oh, they're uh, hoping that they're not uh, named in a... In a separation proceeding or anything you know, like that. By the way, go out and try their cold drinks too, or whatever Ooh, milkshake man. smoothies they got oh, mixed up. Those but are it, phenomenal. Uh, how are you? I'm good. Good. I um had a chance to do Cleveland radio yesterday. Yeah, with, Bull and uh, Fox. Bull our, and Fox. Our buddies, and, Dustin Fox, Adam the Bull, producer Keith Britton, who we started from a pup. Yes. In our fan days. Boy, is he a star. Is he? Oh man, Keith is tremendous. What's he doing in Cleveland then? Well, uh, they've uh, they've elevated him up the food chain. He's like number two up there. Number two what? Number two in command command at the station. No, not number two producer. He's number one producer. Okay. (laughs) So they were asking me my opinion of Baker Mayfield. I think everybody has an opinion of Baker Mayfield. And one thing I've learned, we talk about our growth as uh, people on Mm -hmm. this show, you and I, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how you can continue to grow even as we get older, we still can continue to grow and continue to learn. Mm-hmm. When I first started in analysis or radio or on TV, but analyzing things and having an opinion of things and forming an opinion, the one thing when I first started, I was fresh out of the league, so I thought I knew everything. Mm-hmm. And I didn't need to consult. I knew it. I knew what I see. Uh, I know what I saw. Mm-hmm. And I formed an opinion. I still do that, but because um, I want to open my mind to other people, I want to see what they see, I go out and seek other people's opinions. doesn't mean I take their opinion. Sure. I just want their opinion of course. to gather more information. And this, by the way, is something that uh, you dads can p- pass on to your children or, or whatever it may be, no matter the age. And one of the things that I've learned is go out and seek information, gather all the information, then you make an informed uh, statement or you form your opinion based off all the information like you can educate yourself. Mm -hmm. For example, Mm -hmm. we have a very important vote coming up on November 3rd, and I just encourage people to go out and register to vote. I know people are doing that. You and I both believe that it's your civic, I, I don't want to speak for you, I think you believe this. I believe that it's your civic duty to exercise your right to vote. The only thing I'm asking people is to educate yourself on who and what you're voting for uh, and then go exercise that right. So to bring this home, 
Uh, I know what I see in Baker Mayfield. I want to know what three other guys that I called yesterday before that uh, conversation because I knew that Baker would come up on that interview with Adam and uh, Dustin. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's interesting. All three guys said this, and these guys either look at quarterbacks for a living or some of them play quarterback at a very high level. And the consensus was that they think that he has a little bit of trouble of seeing the field after the ball is snapped. There's no problem okay. with a pre-snap read of what a team or defense is trying to do. Okay. But once, you know, good defenses and, and well-coached defenses, you heard of people disguising coverages and they rotate to a different coverage, mm -hmm. whether it's zone or some type of man, once the ball is snapped. And some people think that Baker has a little trouble seeing it. And, and I agree with that. I don't think it's a huge, huge problem, but I think it's certainly an area to improve on. And this was confirmed when I was watching the Bengals and uh, Browns game from Thursday night and that interception Baker threw where William Jackson right. picked it off and Baker never saw him. Mm -hmm. So that was a coverage error. And I think sometimes Baker gets in his mind, not all the time, but sometimes I think he, in his mind, knows where he's going with the football before the ball is snapped. And the great ones are able to progress through their options uh, in that two or three point. <laughs> it's amazing how hard that position oh my is. Goodness. Two to three seconds, you make a decision, you got to yeah. read it and, yeah. and throw the football and understand where the guy is. And so I do think there's room for improvement. And I told them, that I'm a fan of this guy. I still am. I think he has been handicapped a little bit because this is his third offense in three years. Mm -hmm. And so I, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see him grow. I, the, I, I really studied this team yesterday. Uh, defensively, they need to improve. But offensively, I mean, they can be really, really good. And they have all the pieces around Baker Mayfield to make Baker Mayfield not just average. No. He's got but, everything. But really good, right? Whether yeah. it's Jarvis Landry or yeah. or Beckham. I think it hurts not having Njoku because I think Njoku's a, a really good player, especially a big threat in the red zone and somebody that commands the attention of a defense. That offensive line was an area of concern. I thought they played pretty well. Uh, the guy, Wyatt Teller, I believe, that John Dorsey traded for, uh, the more I watch him, uh, the more excited I get because he loves to finish people. He's just one of those brutes that you want as a guard. And so and then when you have, and this is the great thing about the Browns. So we have, uh, at least from what we hear, that, you know, the diva wide receivers. And that's not unique to the Cleveland Browns, by no, the way. No, but they but, have two toward the far end okay, of the Okay, but it's not unique. But I, I get it, right? I mean, teams learn how to deal with that. I mean, let's the, just, just, just review. Jarvis Landry had some kind of record-setting number of catches for the Miami Dolphins, and Odell Beckham Jr. is Odell Beckham's star in the league and all that. And both their teams were willing to let them go, trade them to the Cleveland Browns. That tells you something about how difficult they were to deal with or the teams felt like they could be better with them off the team than on the team. That's true, and I guess my point is you hope that they will develop because one of the I, – I put him at a, as a top – now, people look at me with – three eyes, but I put this guy in the top three or four backs in the league in Nick Chubb after watching the film. I don't know why I, they would I, look at you. I, uh, because, well, I just don't think people see him enough, right? Because when you think of best running backs in the league, how many people around this country are going to stand up and say Nick Chubb? Not, 
They're going to say Alvin Kamara, Kamara, Kamara. Kamara. It's called the whole thing Co- off. You know, all, you know yeah. Zeke Elliott. Zeke all, Elliott, sure. And well-deserved praise yeah, for yeah, all yeah. those guys. I'm just saying, um, and you'll watch, you'll see this on a broadcast on Sunday. I, I put together and I have them make a graphic of what I think is a good running back, okay? And one thing that he does that, that makes him really, really good and different, and Kareem Hunt does this also, which makes that position very unique and uh, very fortunate with Kareem Hunt signing a an extension for these guys to have 1A and 1A, two starters basically, is that Nick Chubb can make people miss in a hole. There's always going to be, for the most part, not all the time, but 70 or 80% of the time, there's going to be a guy that's unblocked. And Nick Chubb rarely, if you watch that game Thursday night and really look at it, rarely does he go down uh, against the first defender that's coming up on him. It just makes him so unique. I mean, his touchdown runs, and he runs with anger, and he runs with passion, and he's probably the most unselfish player. And I'll close my opening with this because this is something you can tell I'm getting in game mode right You're now. You're in it, man. You're excited. Uh, I am excited because I get to talk about football, but – uh, the the point that I, I think when you look at, at, at Chubb in a statement that he made that, you know, I think we can be more effective, basically, this is, I'm paraphrasing, if we get Kareem involved earlier in the offense. See, that's unselfish, and that's winning football, and I hope that's the attitude that the Browns are taking, and that's the mentality of Kevin Stefanski, and, and you know, it was fun to see because I really think I, I, I know they got smoked by the Ravens and that can happen any week in the NFL. We get that. But it's just you can see two different teams in two weeks. Right. And sure can. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy how the NFL works like that. And so for me, I'm excited to, to see these guys play. And if they the whole team can take on the attitude of Nick Chubb. And they should get a boost with Greedy Williams coming back and um, Mac Wilson. We'll see yeah, how healthy these guys are and if they're ready to contribute. The defense needs to to get a little bit better. I think Sheldon Richardson played at a really high level on Thursday night. Miles mm-hmm. Garrett's a, uh, a superstar. I think he's just a tremendous uh, football player. Denzel Ward's playing at a high level. So those two or three guys, everybody else I think needs to up their game just a tad for them to be a legitimate playoff contender. Mm-hmm. That's my um, open. Sorry, I, I'm all into good. it. No, man. you're into it. That's great. Uh, are you um, convinced you can go through this entire broadcast and not refer to the Washington football team at any point as the Redskins? Did I already say the R word? I don't know. I, I don't think I, wasn't I did. Paying attention, I was trying to um, fix the live stream, which I, I apologize think- to those of you. You won't hear this live because the audio is not live. We usually live stream the show, and for some reason this morning when I turned the camera on, everything was working great. I went upstairs. Something happened. I came back down. Now I can't get the camera to connect. So there's no live stream today. It's very frustrating. If you've for you. been trying to uh, watch it on the live stream today, I apologize for that. But uh, no. So I was distracted. <laughs> Call the while engineer. You were, get yeah, him in here to well, fix it. I was distracted while you were talking a bit, but I got the gist of it. But right. I don't think you. I wasn't listening for Redskins. But I'm just you know wondering. Will you be in any trouble if you do that? Like that's like oh he said a politically well, incorrect I, word. Well, I think I would be in trouble if I were being a. Uh, you know, doing it on purpose. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were intractable yeah, and kept calling them Redskins. Yeah, and yeah. like in how I say it, right. you know what? I mean, they don't want to be called the Redskins. That's not their name anymore, and I respect that, okay? Right. I, I mean, regardless of where you fall, I it doesn't matter. That's not the name of their team. Right. 
And if my employer, and we, you and I talk about this all the time, hey, we don't call them the Redskins. Yeah. Don't be don't be an antagonizer either. You know, there's something to be said biblically about that too, right? Yep. I, I, yep, yep. As much I, as is possible, live at peace with all yeah. As so, much as is possible. You know, so I, I actually, you know, I've been practicing all week and, you know, while during Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are, are my big days that I, I do a lot of work at home and my wife and I share an office and, you know, I'll just start saying stuff to her. Just stay. She has no idea what's going on with football stuff, but I'll say, you know, well, she has some idea. Well, she does. Not, I, I mean, like yeah. she's not going to break down film or anything right. and under, you know, but I'll just have her watch me. Like I'll just start talking like I just did here and she'll, I'll have her watch me say, and, and I tell her, Hey, care, make sure that I don't, uh, talk about the Redskins. I call them the Washington football team, Washington or football team. That's what I'm going to do because mm-hmm. that's what they want to be called. And, out of respect for the people that I work for and out of respect for the league and out of respect for Daniel Snyder and out of respect for Ron Rivera, that's what I'll call him. Yeah. Okay. You agree uh, with that? Sure, of course. I, I'm I'm just wondering if you could jokingly refer to them as the Washington Buckeyes. Since I might, I might throw that in there. Dwayne if, Haskins, Terry McLaurin. And Marcus Ball. Marcus Ball. Don't want to shortchange Marcus Ball. All right. Uh, speaking of your coffee wars, uh, we have a uh, tip in the coffee wars we do? Yeah, we do. We have a tip for you. I don't know if you want to go to this extent. This seems like a little bit detailed for you. Uh, okay. But, you know, Isaac is here to help. He emails SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com, which you all can do to nominate someone for COVID-19 relief. We'll draw four names on Friday. He says, Bruce and Chris, I am a listener living in northern Illinois, working as a weather analyst. Okay. I enjoy the football-faith combination that is unique to your show. I have another promotion for Hemisphere to share, along with a tip for Chris and his coffee. Work. Nice. <laughs> he says, my wife and I both enjoy Hemisphere coffee and yeah. plan to try it all. So far, her favorite is Nicaragua. Yeah, mine that's his favorite in our house. He says, mine is Berg Blend. Earlier in the week, my wife reached into <laughs> our box of K-Cups to grab a Nicaragua, and I watched the light depart from her countenance. <laughs> She Tell me what countenance is again. Uh, his, her outlook, her okay. face, facial expression. Thank you. I watched the light depart from her countenance as she realized they were gone. <laughs> Being unprepared for the depleted supply left her emotionally scarred. Though I was able to console her by informing her that more had already been ordered. Now for my suggestion to help Chris. Okay. Is he aware that he can buy empty fill cups from uh, Amazon? If he does, they come unlabeled. Oh. So he can buy the whole bean hunter's blend or another favorite, <laughs> grind it himself, and his wife will have no idea what is in the cups. He can use them as stealth cups in this manner. <laughs> that seems a little... I said it's a little involved for you and your <laughs> linebacker fingers. He can use this tactic at home. Uh, he says, I use this tactic at home. <laughs> Only because I enjoy fresh ground coffee and K-cups. <laughs> Uh, he says, with respect to coffee, uh, I practice sacrificial living as Christ did for the church yeah. by not drinking my wife's uh, favorite blend, <laughs> at least not yet. Very good information, go. Isaac. Way to go, Isaac. Nice That's job. That's well done, Isaac. Yes. I appreciate that. If you would like to order your own Hemisphere Coffee Roasters coffee, you can do so at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Get 15% off when you use the promo code we tackle life in all caps, sourced from around the world. It's great coffee. But not everybody is like Isaac, Mr. Spielman. Teddy... Sends us a review on iTunes of the podcast. Headline, football talk is fine, 
Otherwise, it's just right-wing propaganda. Really? He says, OSU talk is fine, but they do the typical masquerading, typical masquerading, as quote-unquote good Christians while endorsing Trump talking points. Uh, And he uh, takes me to task for claiming to lambast normal U.S. media as radical leftist. So, Teddy, not a fan. That's okay. We read all the... uh, Negative uh, reviews as well as the positive reviews. I think we have another. I would like to know what, uh, if you're going to accuse people of something, which is fine. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I would like to know an example. I think that's important to. Yeah, I think we've kind of we've kind of shied from that here lately, uh, trying to keep it on all sports and non-COVID and all that stuff. Here's another one from a similar. Uh, a a reviewer of similar uh, belief he says i can do without huli and his vindictive persona love how maga has the gall to love how that maga guy has the gall to discuss faith keep it to yourself and live your life righteously well it's my podcast my friend and mr (laughs) spielman's but we get to do whatever we want yeah uh I, he says, I guess the only reviews that get on air are those that discuss how much they like the faith segment uh, wrong. We read them all. Uh, sometimes we forget to read them, but we are going back and catching up. I don't need faith and sports intermixed. Well, you know, we do. That's everything in our life. We, we're faith, faith and sports are uh, intermixed, and that's why we mix them up. But we always put the faith at the end, so if you don't want the faith portion, you do not have yeah, to. We, yeah, that, that's fine, and I appreciate your feedback. I, I don't... Uh, I, I think it's... I don't understand how people see any type of um, endorsement or mega thing in the podcast. I I do think there's certain policies that we believe in, and regardless of who is running for president, and you know we we're both pro life guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that you know the responsibility to help others. Certainly the government can play some role in it, but I believe that's upon the individuals as you or me or anybody out there listening. It's our responsibility to take care of our folks or Mm -hmm. our people, human beings, in other words. And so, you know, people can decipher and people can define uh, our podcast. Um, I just, you know, I I want I would like to hear examples as opposed to. Yeah, that'd be helpful. If you give me an example, and then maybe we can have a discussion and talk to each other as opposed to talking over each other, then maybe you can understand where my point of view is coming from. And I'll certainly listen to where your point of view is coming from. So you're, you're citing all these things, but you have yet, and nobody's given an example of what they're talking about. I have no idea what they're talking about. No, well, here's uh, one. They're not all bad. Here's from Kid Shamrock. He says, outstanding, hard-nosed sports talk with common sense and faith-based commentary. Chris and Bruce bring it with intensity and passion you expect from 36. Yep. Absolutely my favorite podcast. Well, there you go. You win some, you lose some. And um, we uh, we do what we do, and we're pretty transparent with what we do. And we appreciate you listening, and we appreciate the reviews, even the negative ones. Uh, back to the Bengals and the Browns for a second. Can I, can I go real quick? Yeah. Carrie's texting me. Okay. Very upset. The lovely Carrie Spielman. Yes. Very upset. Okay. She's her uh, dog, oh, Spike. No, Spike. Not bad. Spike is not two hundred years old. Oh, not two hundred? 
190? And he doesn't have IBS. He doesn't? No, he has bowel mishaps. Oh, okay. Bowel mishaps. <laughs> but Gina's puppy does. Yeah. Because COVID reproduces puppies in my house. And she feeds him uh, this, I don't know, puppy brand food. So simply nourished, lim- limited ingredient diet is her. So any dogs with IBS out there, Bruce, you Yeah, you I, put, that? I put a plea out on Twitter the other day. And I'll tell you what, people were really kind to offer many suggestions and dog foods. And none yeah. of which I can afford. I would be spending more on dog food. <laughs> I just can't do a $114 bag of 25-pound dog food. Obviously, you don't love your dog. Although, my wife was like, yeah, okay, well, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, babe. So, we're trying a raw diet, apparently, like our, for what? our German Shepherd, because our German Shepherd, you know, is they. the thought is that all dogs are descended from wolves, and all right. dogs would do better to eat, as would humans, to eat a... Uh, a natural diet, you know, the diet from like the old days, the paleo diet yeah. or the, they call it the wolf diet. So it's like meat with some plants, some vegetables and all that. So now I have to go to Aldi and shop for the dog. Right. All right. That's, you know, 200 the bucks. The dog will be getting all you need is prime a- beef and I'll be eating ramen noodles. <laughs> yeah, ramen noodles with peanut butter yeah, crackers. Back to my college days. And that's another thing too. Yeah. I eat. Canned, and I had for dinner the other night because mm-hmm. I have a hard time getting fed. <laughs> oh, man. Here comes another text. No. <laughs> you better leave for Cleveland right this from is, here. No, this is right from here. This, Just head on up toward is, Delaware. This is when I was on the road. Oh, okay. Because, you know, everybody's not, we're not going out to dinner because of COVID. It's part of the policy. Wait a minute. You've been going out to dinner all along. You meet no, friends of mine the, at on dinner. The, on the, on the, oh, on, on the road. On the, on the road. road. Okay, okay, okay. Which I understand, okay? I, I get it. They We do go to the grocery store, and so I had three uh, cans of anchovies with peanut butter crackers and fresh tomatoes. That sounds delicious, doesn't it? No. Saving the company money. Wow. I love anchovies out of a can. Ooh, <laughs> I love olives out of a can. All right. All right, for our strange dining segment is over now. We can uh, move on. More on Baker Mayfield. Here are his numbers from the Bengals game, which I think uh, supports my contention that while Kevin Stefanski's offense is oftentimes a play-action rollout offense, that's not necessarily Baker Mayfield's strength. He was 5 of 10 on play-action passes outside the box. Mm -hmm. He was 11 of 13 on passes without play-action. I, I, but it, it, a lot of things set things up. So let's look at the plays and how effective he was out of five of five of the ten. Mm-hmm. One came with a beautiful throw rolling to his left for a touchdown to OBJ. Who was wide open. Because he hit William Jackson on a double move, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And that's what OBJ can do. Yep. And so that's effective, so you have to be aware of it. The other thing play-action pass does is it also helps your running game. And it also slows down the pass rush. So when you look at play action pass, you don't you don't, don't only look at the the results, but it's oftentimes things are everything is a setup in the NFL. You're setting things up. Mm-hmm. The other play action pass that led to a big game is when he hit, I believe it was Hodge, Kadero Hodge, coming across the middle on the first or first series of the uh, game that led to a scoring drive, rolling to his right on a 25 yard strike on the run. So mm-hmm. I think it's effective, and if you look at this offense, just running play-action pass also sets everything up. It helps a run. It slows down a pass rush. 
It dictate it can dictate what a coverage is. It, it gives you a team. It gives you a vision for the coach in the press box to see how a team is going to defend any type of bootleg or play action, mm-hmm. and it's to set things up. So I understand where you're coming from, but don't get always get caught up in the raw numbers. Sometimes things are run just sure. to just to see what the uh, to set something else up later in the game that you feel like you can get a big play on, mm-hmm. or to get an idea of what they're going to do to defend it. Uh, we will get to the Bengals here in a little bit, but since Chris has the Browns and the uh, Redskins and has taken a hard look at the Browns on tape and the Redskins, I thought we'd delve a little bit deeper into that. Of course, the Redskins have Chase Young. He's tied for the lead in the NFL in sacks, which, you know, is great, but two weeks is different than week 10. Yeah. He's got two and a half sacks, so he had one the first week, one and a half the second week. The Redskins lead the NFL with 11, but the reason they lead the NFL with 11 is because they had eight against Carson Wentz last week in a game you also did. So you had eyes on the Redskins last week, and you've taken a hard look at the Browns. Uh, The Redskins have uh, done great in the turnover department so far. Three interceptions, three forced fumbles. What, uh, What do you think of the Washington pass rush? Is it not as good as the numbers because they just had one phenomenal game against Philly. Um, no, it's good. Okay. Um, Ryan Kerrigan, I think, would he, Ryan Kerrigan had two sacks the first week. He's a veteran who they can now sort of spot play because they have Chase Young and they can the depth. They also on have a number one pick named Montez Sweat, so yeah. they have three guys. Ryan's more of a situational player mm-hmm. now, where Chase and, and Montez are kind of starters. Chase is really good. I think Chase's uh, play against the run. Uh, is as good as his pass rush. Uh, he's got speed off the edge. They do a lot of double teaming. Sometimes he gets a little nosy. Uh, he got a sack on a spin move, and this is how good the NFL is. He tried to spin move again, and he got caught inside on, on, a, on a toss sweep mm-hmm. where he was supposed to have contained, meaning nothing gets outside of him. Kerry, uh, we're not on Facebook. Bruce wasn't prepared this morning. I was prepared, Kerry, but the camera <laughs> um, won't cooperate. Now, they also have four... First rounders, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Sweat, Kerrigan, five first rounders, and Chase Young that are involved with their defensive line. A kid named Matt Ioannidis, who's an inside player, really good player. John Bostic at linebacker. Their defense is, is pretty good. Now, we did a little breakdown. Would you like a little breakdown of Dwayne Haskins? Of course on my I would. Because I was going to say, while their pass rush is really good, their offense is not good. 31st in offense, 31st in passing yards. So, what's going on there? Uh, well, look at Baker Mayfield's supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. It's pretty good, right? Yes, Look at Dwayne is. Haskins' supporting cast. Terry McLaurin and... And Terry McLaurin eh? is is really legit. I mean, he's such a good player. Is he at number two or a number Th- one? Number three. Oh, he's a one. I mean, on their team, he's a one. But, I mean, on a, uh, on a, I, on a Super Bowl contender, is Terry I th- McLaurin I a one? I think he's a one B. Okay. I, I think he's... Uh, okay. Yeah, I really do. I mean, is he Julio Jones? No. But is he a guy like... He's a guy like Thielen or Diggs. Okay. Okay. You you know, they're really, really, really good. Mm -hmm. Really, really good player. He, I mean, catching after the ball, how he runs his routes, good hands, tough. Terry's got everything. The problem is they don't have another guy. I mean, they're NFL players. I get it. But they're not uh, what you want as far as starting receivers go in the NFL. They're solid backups, Mm -hmm. like uh, Sims or Inman. Uh, I I, I don't even know the other guys' names, okay? Uh, they have a cast-off, uh, the former quarterback at uh, Logan Thomas, the former quarterback Virginia at Virginia Tech, Tech is yep. their starting tight end who dropped two balls. Mm. So Dwayne's been a little – they have a rookie or a kid, Antonio Gibson from uh, Memphis, is their starting running back. So they, they just 
are young, okay? And they're good players, and they try hard and all that good stuff. The problem is, against the Eagles, they fell 17 to nothing. So then you're limited offensively what you can do, and you can say, okay, Dwayne, bring us back with a average cast of characters. Yeah, It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. And the, the following week, against the Cardinals, they fall 20 to nothing. Okay, Dwayne, bring us back, right? <sighs> so, you you know, it's hard to come back yeah. in this league from yeah. 17 down, although yeah. we see teams do it. But usually teams that do it have a guy uh, by uh, the name of Aaron Rodgers. Now, the Washington football team, thank you, the Washington football team was nice. able to do that against the Eagles, but they got some breaks on some turnovers. So, Dwayne has the same problem that Baker had. I think Baker has this problem um, conquered. I really do believe this. Believes in his arm too much? No. This problem of being too hyped. Oh, okay. I think sometimes Dwayne gets so hyped up that he's in a little bit of a hurry. Okay. You know, and I was talking to a couple people about this, and, and the one thing that he needs to do a better job of is recognizing matchups. Because you heard me talk about this all the time, right? The game is a game of matchups. Yeah, of course. So if I can get a running back on a linebacker, that's where my first, regardless of the play, mm-hmm. I know that running back is a receiver. So that's what I want to go to first because that's the best matchup out there. So he's got to survey the field. And I was just um, – I talked to a quarterback, uh, former quarterback in the league yesterday who who evaluates quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and I was just reading some quotes from his head coach, Ron Rivera, on this. He just needs to slow down a little bit. I mean, and I think once he does, once he slows down just enough, he's going to be fine. And also he's victimized by drop passes too. I mean, he, a guy dropped a touchdown pass last week, and a guy dropped a key first down, 25-yard pass that was a dart, beautiful throw. So uh, I, 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 the difference is Baker has awesome players around him. Mm-hmm. Dwayne has average guys around him. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. Uh, look, looky, look, we're on camera. All, I, go, did, all I did was uh, sign out a StreamYard and sign back in. So we, now we Why are you live. Why did try that in the beginning? Well, because everybody does I'm that not, in the beginning. That's, that's a StreamYard But issue. everybody does that in the beginning. I rebooted the computer. I rebooted the camera. I did all that. I just didn't sign out and sign back in. So okay. now we're live. And, uh, you know, you missed a ton of great analysis and lots of... You weren't even witty. You have no lots of witty. You humor. have no, no I got idea it all. what I said because you're fiddling I'm around trying to do three being things an at engineer, once. and yeah. your leg is shaking, and you're all upset. I got the Jimmy leg. <laughs> yes, I do. So okay, they got rid of Adrian Peterson, the Washington football team. Is it Darius Geis or is he hurt? Oh, Who's him. their running back? Like, what kind of running back do they have? While I adjust the camera angle on the stream, Peyton Barber. I've already went over the running backs. No, Apparently, he. I have. To, no, you have not. Would I just say Antonio Gibson from Memphis? You guys didn't hear that, or is that just me talking to myself? Or what? I mean, right. do you do you want to hit the restart did. button? What? Maybe you did. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know what you're doing over here, man. I'm adjusting you're, the camera angle. One man That's band. That's what I'm doing. Yes, it is a one man band. <laughs> It's this just this is news to Only you. Only suitable for a state one champion. Man, man? Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> All right. Very good. <laughs> Very good, sir. Um. Okay. So what else do I have? Here? I don't know. Let's, on the Browns and the uh, Browns and the Reds. I want to hear your what you have to say. 
Well, I you're you know not optimistic I like the uh, on the Browns. I'm like not I am. convinced that the Browns have an accurate view of what Baker Mayfield is best at. I think they got enamored with some of his success as a rookie, which teams in the NFL adjust to, and I think now teams are taking some of that away. And I don't necessarily think they fully adjusted to it. I think they still view him as a transformative, eventual Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers type quarterback who everything flows off him. And I think that's silly given the talent around him. And I think he's better when his stat line is what it was against the Bengals. 16 of 23, 219 with lots of running by Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. That's what I'd build the team around. I wouldn't build the team around Baker Mayfield throwing the ball f- 30 times. That's what I wouldn't Kevin, do that. That's what Kevin Stefanski's doing. That's okay. what he wants to do. And I'm all when in. he was calling plays for uh, Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, mm-hmm. they won a football game last year, the opening week, week one, against the Atlanta Falcons. They ran the, uh, they ran the ball 52 times and threw it seven. See, I think Kevin Stefanski should view Baker Mayfield as Kirk Cousins. I think he does. He should not view him as a top 10 quarterback in the league. Kevin, I don't think he's a top 10 quarterback. Kevin Stefanski views... I don't think he's a top eh, 15. No, I, he's not a top 15 quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. Yet. He can be. He can I, be. I think Kevin Stefanski views Baker Mayfield. He doesn't look at it as a guy that, okay, my offensive philosophy is to put it on my quarterback's shoulders and tell him to go win. There's only a few guys in this league that you can do that with, right? You can do that with... Russell Wilson, yep. you can do that with Patrick Mahomes, yep. and you can do that with, uh, I don't know, maybe Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, do I don't know that you can do it with Drew Brees at this stage of his career. Yeah. You could at one but time. You, you can't do yeah. it with Tom Brady anymore. You can you do that with Kyler time. Murray, actually, now with yeah, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, Absolutely. Russell Wilson, you yeah, can. Yeah, I said, yep, and Russell. So I think, you know, Kevin's thing is we're running the ball. I mean, that's what we're going to do, yeah. and they have the pieces to do that. So you don't need Baker to throw it 35 times a game. Interesting stat uh, since 1948. Now I get the game has changed. If an NFL team runs the ball 35 times in a ball game, mm-hmm. they win it. They win the game 88% of the time. Typically because you're running, you're ahead. You're Correct. trying to shorten the game. So that may be somewhat influenced by the fact that the reason you're running it that many times is because right. you have the lead. You know, like the Redskins, they won in week one against the Eagles coming back from 17 to nothing. I guarantee you they didn't run it 30 times because when you fall behind, right. you can't run it a lot. Well, uh, conversely, the Eagles uh, didn't run it 30 times, which yeah. they probably which should probably, have. They probably should have. <laughs> there you go. Up. In yes. hindsight, which yes. is easy, we all know. But I'm just tell- I, I But the philosophy... Uh, of running the ball and running the play action and the things to set up the bootlegs, all that stuff is the same thing that Sean McVay does mm-hmm. with the Rams, who uh, coincidentally enough, the last two ball games have run it a total of 76 times. Yeah, 76. I, wow, that's a lot. That's why they're 2-0. and I think you can throw a blanket over a fair amount of quarterbacks in the NFL and – since he's not yet out of the league, but he's a backup now, we'll call it the uh, the Andy Dalton alumni class. Dak Prescott, 
Jared Goff. Although Dak was amazing on Sunday. Well, he was, but that's okay. You're not going to live with that. I, I, you're, you're not, not going to, but you I'm know just what saying, he just was? acknowledge you know, that he was he amazing was. on you Sunday. You know what he was? He was JT Barrett in the fourth quarter against Penn State. And then the next week against Iowa, <laughs> he was JT Barrett again. By the, the way, Lamar more Jackson. normal JT Barrett. Yeah, I'm uh, not putting Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's in a category of his own right now. He's in a category of his own. Nobody's figured him out yet. They might. They might not. I can't. First of all, I don't have Sunday ticket, so I can't watch the Ravens every week. And I can't make a broad assessment of Lamar Jackson off his game against the Browns. Because the Browns defense is not representative of a decent NFL defense. Particularly when you didn't have Greedy Williams and I mean, you've got like Lamar Jackson's getting better and better, which is scary for the league. Yeah, it is scary. Out of all the quarterbacks, brother, he is one hit away. You want Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, or Lamar Jackson, or Mahomes, or Mahomes right now? Sure. Yeah, which one would you take? Uh, I'd take Mahomes all day long and twice on Sunday. Yeah. I'd take him on Sunday night football and Sunday afternoon I think I'd football take, uh, if I could get him. You'd I, take Lamar Jackson. No. Actually, I would take Kyler Murray. Really? Ooh, I thought you'd take Russell. Uh, I'd be happy with any of them. I'd be I happy with so Russell good. Wilson. These guys are so good, Bruce. Yeah, Kyler just, Murray's not Russell Wilson yet. Uh, He's 2-0. Let's pump the brakes a tad. Okay. All right. He's good, though. I, I'm just... Of course, we. the product still has to be finished, and you have to do it over a period of time. But he is certainly trending upward. I hope you would agree with he me on that. He is definitely trending upward. It's just that he doesn't have a Super Bowl on his resume. I'm just looking yet. at Lamar's uh, stat line from last week. Well, who they have, even have last week? I'm uh, trying to the Texans purge them from my, well. Them. There again, let's let's Smoked again. Him for uh, any Bill O'Brien coach team is suspect. Okay, Lamar Jackson, eighteen for twenty. This is Baker Mayfield numbers you would like, right? And Baker can run the ball a little bit too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Lamar, 18 for 24, 204, one touchdown. That's perfect. Zero interceptions. Uh, My rushing yards. 16 carries for 54 yards. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty I good. I mean, that's that's production out of Definitely your quarterback. production. And it's uh, such a pain in the rear end to play uh, oh, throwing. Oh, big time. Co- throw, big time. Yeah. I call them throwers that can run because if mm-hmm. you're an NFL quarterback, you're a thrower that can run. Yes. In college, some of these guys might have been runners that can throw. Mm-hmm. These guys are throwers first. And they can run all of them, including Lamar Jackson. A really bad day for injuries in the NFL on Sunday, and it didn't get any better when they were further assessed, particularly as it concerns two former Buckeyes. Uh, Speaking of injuries, auinfo.com. They're not the injury specialists. They're the health insurance specialists. I'm sure Nick Bosa and Malik Hooker have uh, ample uh, health insurance provisions in their contracts. But if you are an employer and you want to line up your employees with the best health insurance, but you don't have the patience or the expertise to get online and look around or hang on hold and listen to that infernal music, go with auinfo.com. Let Chrissy tell you what she knows about the best plans, the best hospitals, the best doctors, the best networks, the best deal for your business. auinfo.com is in business to help your business. If you're an individual, auinfo can help you also navigate through all those healthcare.gov websites and hurdles and impediments out there. You're already paying for a health insurance consultant when you get health insurance from anyone. It's baked into the cake. So why not let Chrissy be that health insurance expert for you and let the health insurance companies pay her because they uh, get compensated. They compensate AUI Info rather than you paying for their service. So it's a win-win. AUIinfo.com, AUIinfo.com. Nice. 
Com. Malik Hooker torn Achilles yeah, out was, for the season. I, I, that's a bummer. Nick Bosa torn ACL that's out for the season. That's his second ACL, is it not? Didn't he have one coming out of high school? Yes. And if I remember also correctly. with the Niners, Solomon Thomas, two D linemen, two number one, two top three picks yeah. in the same game. I don't know if that's ever happened. Well, I think they're doing an investigation at MetLife Stadium. On the turf. Yeah. I yeah. think that's going and to happen. And the Niners have to Barkley also. Uh, yeah, the Niners have to be thrilled to be going back to MetLife Stadium this week to play the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no kidding, huh? I mean, they stayed at the Greenbrier this right. week, which that's good. Uh, that's how you roll. You're a Greenbrier veteran. I've never been to the Greenbrier. You have, too. No, you I've told never, me once you were at the Greenbrier. I've been to other places like the Greenbrier. Green I've never been to the Greenbrier. I thought you were shooting uh, Trap with Bubba Watson and Phil Mickelson no, at the Greenbrier. no. Hey, let me ask you this. Uh, do you think of the lack of OTAs, lack of preseason, is an issue for injuries? I don't. I just put, I'm putting it out there. I just think it's bad luck how that um, happens. An NFL personnel uh, person this week, but not Rick Spielman, told me that, yes, he does believe. But I said, is it lack of hitting? He said, no. Hitting plays no role in it, Yeah, but it's the arduous nature of training camp whether it's seven on seven or whatever that gets the soft tissue ready for the kind of duress that it encounters in an nfl game he believes lack of preseason plays into but the, the players don't play in preseason plethora of injuries that we saw players don't play a preseason well you can take it up with him i would like to take it up with him i'd be an sure interesting you conversation may, you may run into him at some point in your travels you know who i'm talking about don't give it away. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to give it away. I just don't know where he is now. You'll have to tell me where he is. I will tell you where I he is. I want to talk to him. All right. Very good. Very I'll good, give, sir. I'll give you his number. <laughs> um, here's a ridiculous thing okay. the NFL's doing. <laughs> Finding the guys with Kyle masks. Shanahan, Pete Carroll, Vic Fangio, and I'm absolutely certain John Gruden and Sean Payton will be on this list today, if not tomorrow. Will be fined a hundred thousand dollars and their teams two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for incorrectly wearing their masks on the side, or not wearing one at all, or not wearing one at all. As Chucky Gruden had his like on, but under his chin most of the night yeah. on Monday Night Football. By the way, that stadium is pretty spectacular. All of them, the new stadiums are all. Is all that a is that a retractable dome? I have not been there because so I'm assuming it is. I'm looking at the players in that game, and they appeared to have. Lots and lots of grass stains on their uniforms, I'm or, sure. or it was paint. I'm sure, and it's. Uh, I'm sure it's grass stains, and the field looked. Out of, you look at it, and I'm like, that's got to be turf. It looked perfect. Yeah. Uh, but wow, uh, I don't know how you grow grass in Vegas in a dome stadium unless it's a retractable dome. I don't know, and I don't know when you'd ever not want the dome <laughs> closed in Vegas. It's like. It's like the surface of the sun out there. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I'm, of course, the, the Cardinals have a retractable dome, yeah. and it's hotter than hot there. The, Car the Vikings, so Vikings is retractable. They have a, the roof can open. Oh, yeah. that's good. That makes sense for where yeah. they are. Yeah, I look. What's the nicest stadium you've been in? The Vikings, with, right now. With the caveat, you've not been to SoFi in California. You've not been to the Vegas. Stadium. The Vikings one right now. Then yeah. I'm sure that. You know, when I go to these other places, that yeah. will we'll top that. But it will not change based on your on trip the mask. To lovely first energy stadium Sunday. Yeah, I, I I love that stadium. Sure you do. I um. You're an alumni. The on the mask thing. Yeah. 
it's the rule. Okay, it, it makes zero sense. Thank you. Since these guys are so watched, I mean, just the the, the trackers or the bracelets. Like an alarm will go off on their bracelet if they're talking to somebody too long. Yeah, Chris mentioned on Monday that the and I think it's amazing team personnel, PR guys, everybody, everybody wear a bracelet, and if they're stationary too long, talking to Chris, talking to Kevin Kugler, Laura Oakman, whoever's on your crew, yep. standing there too long, the thought is what five minutes or fifteen minutes? Uh, I think I think the alarm goes off at ten minutes. Ten minutes. So it's like, hey, you've been around this person Gotta too go. long. They might be putting aeros- right. you know, dangerous aerosol droplets out there. You better move. Daily daily tested. Daily. So did they move back? Yeah. Five feet, yeah. six feet? And then what if they step forward again? Do they Does the thing recycle? I think it starts to... I, I didn't ask him that, but I'm assuming that's Did you go happens. through your excruciating COVID test this week? Yeah. Yeah, I went through it, sent it in, all cleared. Okay, good. Brain biopsy every week. Love it. Good what? mental toughness test. Brain biopsy. You're saying that's what it is when they stick that thing up your nose. That's what it feels like. <laughs> like going out to get a sample of the old <laughs> prefrontal cortex. Yes, huh? and, I, and, and so there's got it up there far I, enough. No, enough. I just told him. Yeah. There's not a lot left up there, so you, you careful. Might... <laughs> I'll take a few cells I might need. <laughs> I've lost the number over the years, as I'm sure you can understand. Yeah. I'm sure people can attest to that. Or fans of the We Tackle Life yeah. podcast. i got to mark that. 45 minutes, that's the open for Friday's <laughs> podcast for sure. That's a funny line. That is a funny line. Well, it won't be the biggest show on Friday either. No, it won't. Mr. Won't Spielman be. will not be here. Maybe you have to line up. Maybe Dustin Fox, we'll see if Dustin. Good. See if yeah. I get Dustin on Friday now that the Browns don't play on Thursday. But I, just to go back to that, I mean, it's the rule. I think they're trying to set a good example for everybody to wear a mask. We're having our guys yeah. do it. You can do it. It just, you know, at some point, and we were talking about this, at some point there's common sense that has to take place. For example, mm-hmm. at, at Fox, at and there was conversation, right? The Everybody at Fox... Okay, we have to have the PCR test, but the PCR test isn't rapid. You can't get it back in 20 minutes. Right. But you can get the, uh, it starts with an A. I forget the name of it, but that's the one where you st- stick it up your nose mm-hmm. really far. And the you Arnold can get it, Horshack test or the. Uh, you can get it back. Up in, your nose with a rubber hose. In 25 minutes. And so we just had a conversation. I said, okay, what's the difference in the test? And, you know, if. It, it makes more sense for us, for example, to get a test at home. This is it's just a conversation of how we can do things, right? That if we can get a test at home, then if we happen to test positive, mm-hmm. you don't have to get a guy in there on Sunday morning to call the game. You can plan ahead so it makes sense for everybody. Sure. So now they've come to the conclusion that, yes, you can do the rapid test as opposed to the test it takes uh, and the where I go it would take 48 hours to get the test results back. With the rapid test where I go, it takes 20 minutes. I sit in a room and wait for the doc to come in and say, all right, see you next week. And so we work together. It's just common sense. So there's got to be some type of common sense, in my opinion, mm-hmm. with this mass thing for these coaches and players um, on the field. But the NFL is not screwing around. They did send a warning week one, to be fair. Yeah. They, I, Troy Vincent set out a memo. Troy Vincent works with the, the league, former really good player. and Wisconsin Badger. And Troy, the, it was clear, wear the mask or you're, you're going to get popped. You're going to get fined, yeah. And so those guys, I think, you know, they're defiant. 
and then there probably didn't have to be, but they were, and that's just the way it is. They're, wonder how many of them are going the uh, Gary Patterson route. Back in the uh, days of the BCS, Gary Patterson took his TCU Horn Frogs to the Fiesta Bowl, and he was uh, required to bring certain starting players to a press conference. And he was advised of this by the PR director from the Fiesta Bowl. Hey, tomorrow, you know, you got to bring your starting quarterback, your starting running back, your starting wide receiver. And Gary Patterson looked at him and he goes, what's the fine? Yeah. And the guy said, $10,000. And he goes, oh, we'll pay that. Okay. <laughs> I, that's what I thought Monday night when I'm watching Gruden. And well, he's got the mask on, but under his chin. I'm thinking, he, yeah. Gruden's like going, oh, 350000 Okay, we'll yeah, pay he's that. He's getting $10 million a year, so I, I, th- <laughs> I think he's Small okay. change. Small change for And the league Mr. gets two hundred fifty. The teams get a 250000 But, I mean, that's a pretty hefty fine. That is a fine. I, I, it's, I, I, look, I wouldn't like it if I were a coach. But, it, once again, if I want to be consistent, I don't get to pick and choose what yeah. rules I follow. Yeah. If I work for somebody and I work for the league and they ask me, hey, if you're going to work for us, this is what we're asking you to do, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Just like with Fox. I don't want to get tested every week. If if I didn't work for Fox, uh, I would not be getting COVID tested. I would not. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for me to get tested. Exactly. So Nor would uh, like uh, my daughter is playing soccer. She's got a game tonight, which I will have a – I'll be incognito. I'll have my ball cap on and my gator pulled up because I wear the gator because it's like a little, bre- little bit more breathable. Yeah, I don't. So I bring the the gator like is a little bit too big for me. A large is too big. A medium is too small. So I wear the large and I bring the gator up behind my ball cap wow. and then up around my nose. So all you see are my eyes. It looks nice. like I'm ready to rob. You look like someone. Deadpool. I do. You know so who Deadpool is? I don't, but, but I know it's a Spielman. It's a movie. Uh, arcane movie reference <laughs> like white line fever and the e-force jen michael vincent and all the other things you used to talk about who, who doesn't remember jen michael vincent no, I, only people that have no respect for cinematic greatness <laughs> <laughs> all right very good sir. thank you yes uh thanks to nick and to uh drr jr who say that the vegas field is like the arizona cardinals field okay. it slides out of the stadium there you go Wow. Now you have answers. A retractable field. Nick is dialed in every show. Thanks, yes, Nick. Yes, he uh, is, Nick. We appreciate that very, wow. very much. Um, okay, uh, to the Bengals, I promised. Uh, one touchdown underdogs against the Eagles at Philly. You saw Philly. Joe Burrow has been hit 22 times in two weeks. Not good. Not a good way to survive in the NFL. They can't win if he's throwing 61 no, times. They got too good. Say, they got I'm... too good of running backs for that, but they've got too bad an offensive line. Oh, the right side of their offensive line is dreadful. And I hate to say this, but I just had to think watching them Thursday night while the right side of their offensive line was just, it was comically bad. I mean, Troy Aikman was just, uh, he was truthful but brutal yeah. in his assessment of the right side of the Bengals' offensive line. And I, I have thought, the Bengals in two or three and weeks. There's so. Billy Price is standing over there on the sidelines, which astounds me. I thought Billy was such a great pick by the Bengals. What happens to an offensive lineman that they – what are they not able to do? I can't believe it's the physical part of the game. What is is there a – is it the mental part of the game? I, or what, what do you think it is that holds back? I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to make an evaluation. Yeah, because I mean I, generally. I, I don't mean specifically. I, with I, this is a big – it's a big jump for people. I mean, he's obviously he's good enough to be on the team, right? I yeah. think one of the uh, – places of value that Billy has is that he can play guard or he can play center. So mm-hmm. he's versatile. So he's obviously an important member of the team. 
I can't answer the question of why he's not playing because I'm not, I don't have the uh, the ability to watch them practice and evaluate and watch them throughout the game. I, I don't know why he's struggling. Uh, I don't know if it's in his head or if it's physical. I, I just don't know. Yeah, that's, a, that's an aspect. Confidence could be a big part of it. I, I think a little bit of that might be some confidence. but You know, what I would say to him is there's hope because Cameron Irving, when he was a first-round pick of the Browns, came out sure. and was dreadful. There's a lot of guys that take a little time to And he's develop. got a Super Bowl ring now. He started for the Chiefs. I was I talked to uh, TJ Lang. I don't know if you know who TJ Lang is. A guard the for the, he's a guard for the Packers, played okay. guard with the Lions. Really good player. And I asked him about the development of offensive lines. Some guys get it, some guys don't. It's mm-hmm. um, it's it's probably a two or three year thing if you're not like a like the guy. Uh, what's the kid? Quentin Nelson, kid from uh, Quentin Nelson Colts. from Notre Dame, yeah, from Notre Colts Dame. guard, or Jedrick Just, Wills is off. Yeah, to a all good the, start. all these guys. Looks like Jonah Wilson's doing fine for the Bengals yeah, at left tackle. It's, it's is it Jonah Wilson or Jonah Williams? Jonah Williams. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, yeah Jonah Williams. So very good, sir. Thank uh, you. <laughs> Mark that down for the open yeah. ones. Right? <laughs> yeah, let's mark some of yours. Be down. your favorite one. Yeah. Uh, so, but again, guard and center are two different. Like tackle is just a whole different mm-hmm. world. It's an entity unto itself. Guard and center takes some time. Tackle, it's either you get it or you don't, yeah. or you're athletic enough yeah. or long yeah. enough. Sometimes you know. tackles. Robert Gallery didn't he move inside to guard? Yeah, couldn't play tackle. Yeah, and Tony Manrich was another one yeah. that played tackle at. Michigan State, yep. but was ended up being a decent NFL guard. The other, Jason Peters, 19 years in the league for the Eagles, right? Well, wow. Jason spent all training camp at right guard. He was changing positions. Then they had some injuries. Mm-hmm. They moved him back to left tackle. It the, the position is so different that they tore up his contract that he had at guard oh. and started paying him. Because he was underpaid. Yes, at guard, wow. and they moved him back to left tackle. That's a good organization and he to do that. Yeah, it was. It was very good of them. And he struggled in against Chase Young and the Redskins. But last week, I thought he played really well. And I, The and man's 20 years older than Chase Young. Of course he struggled. Nine years old. <laughs> I know. Playing it's... tackle in the National Football League, wow. which is That's absolute. That's a freak athlete. It's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing story. And he played really well last week. But at the first week, he was awful at, at, at tackle. But... Again, you know, so it takes time. And here's my theory, and I've been trying to get this on the air. I've yet to get it on. I might get it on now. I, I've got a new definition of position groups. No longer are receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, DBs considered skill positions. They're considered athletic positions. Okay. Offensive and defensive line are skill positions because it is a it's involves uh, – Technique mm-hmm. and skill to master that technique to be good at that position. So that's a skilled position, offensive line, defensive line, because of the technique that's involved. Because if your technique is bad, you have no chance to survive. I'll Where, go for that. And, and you know, like you can survive being a running back that's a great athlete mm-hmm. or, or a wide receiver that's a great athlete or a defensive back that's a great athlete. Your technique does not have to be on 100% of the time because you can make up with great athletic ability. That is not the case as an offensive lineman or defensive lineman where technique is vital. But I'm going to see the Bengals here in a couple weeks. Hopefully they'll improve their defense. Their run defense is awful. It's just awful. I was going to ask you. I haven't watched it enough. The Browns went for 215, but they have 
a really good line and they have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you've seen the Eagles, given the Bengals, you know, vulnerability to the run, knowing what you know about the Eagles offensive line and backs, is this going to be a problem? Could for be. Big, the same kind of problem. I think it could be the okay. same kind of problem because the Eagles are struggling offensively. They're, um, they ran the ball because better against the Rams than they did against the Redskins because they got back an all-pro offensive lineman by the name of Lane Johnson, the other oh, tackle yeah, the at the right. from Oklahoma, right? Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Um, they have a Kelsey at center who's an all-pro. Then Jason Peters, who is better. They've still had – they lost their starting left guard, so they'll have to move another guy up there. But uh, then Miles Sanders, of course, from Penn State, who's a really good back, mm-hmm. was back last week. So I do think when I look at the Bengals, if I'm playing the Bengals, number one thing, I'm going into that meeting and saying, we're going to run it, and they, they can't stop us. They haven't stopped anybody. That's what everybody tries to do when they're turning it over a lot is establish yeah. the run. And, and it that. puts pressure on, on the so offense and, and Joe Burrow. Wins. Yeah. I think Joe – what did you think of Joe the other night? I thought he was great. Yeah. I thought he was the best quarterback on the field, and I think he's going to be phenomenal if he stays alive. Okay, I like, just can't get him hit 22 In times. week three. Now, not, not going into the future, I'm just yeah. – just, Week three for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Who do you want as your quarterback coming in this game against the Washington football team? Do you want Baker Mayfield or Joe Burrow? I want Joe Burrow. Really? Yeah. Like, right? yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I think, I think the Browns would. I think you're if, done on if, Baker. If Mike Brown called and offered Joe Burrow for Baker Mayfield, money's even and all that kind of stuff, I think uh-huh. the Browns would make that trade in a heartbeat. I think if the Browns called the Bengals and offered Baker Mayfield for Joe Burrow, the Bengals would laugh and hang up the phone. No, I get it. I just, I'm just curious on just like week three. You take without looking into the future. I, I thought Joe looked really good. I, I really like his, and I made I, a comment. I like Joe's focus on football and winning. Yeah. Well, I think and you know. Baker's, I don't. You I know. Think I think Baker is too distracted. And I, too, I, I Baker's too chip on the shoulder guy. I think he's better though. That's yeah, what that was a comment. Hope, hopefully, did you he's think growing. he was better Thursday? I thought he was a lot better. Yeah, he I was just better. was watching him. Yeah, he was. The interception bothered me, man. The interception was the only way the Bengals were going to win the game. The Browns were going to have to turn the ball over, and he did. And he has the NFL's longest streak of consecutive games with an interception at eight. Stay hot, Baker. Don't throw it to the other team, please. That's good. I'm going to put that on my sheet. I have that come across that stat. There you go. Thank you. Now Show that I did that, now Bruce that I Lee. did that for you, would you give me the number of somebody at Fox on the production side so I can call and request that when you go to the Browns facility on Friday, mm-hmm. that they do a search for the Spielman Rock? Because I've not been up there in a year or two, and I want to know if the Spielman Rock is still there. Okay. You know what I mean by the Spielman Rock? I've heard of it. Yes, yes you've heard of the Spielman. Rock. I don't think You're I've being seen modest. It. You know, but the Spielman Rock. All right, is. whatever. No, I don't. I want them first to. First of all, that's I'm a, not. I'm not. A, when the game gets out of hand Sunday and the Browns are winning handily, that'll be a good little thirty second filler. I'll mention it to him. Okay, good for you. Thank you. I hate doing that. I know you do. That's why I thought I'd do it because I knew you wouldn't do it. Yeah. You know, I I thought you would. I, I, I got a little bit of bone to pick with you. <laughs> okay. Well, hold on. Okay. Before you do. Well, before the face segment, I'm gonna call because my, I'm going to probably have to ask do, forgiveness. Before you do, I'm going to call my friend Stan Willis. Yes. Willis Spangler Starling. <laughs> so they don't say anything that will incriminate me later. <laughs> Willis Spangler Starling is the law firm of choice when you want integrity and you want expertise across a broad spe- uh, spectrum 
of legal issues. They can handle workers' comp, personal injury, wills, estate planning, all the things that come up in the course of life. You want your legal rights protected. You want great attorneys of the utmost integrity and character. You want Willis Spangler Starling. Online, willisattorneys.com. Go to their blog at willisattorneys.com. You find out a lot of good things to know. A lot of times it's beneficial to know what uh, your legal rights are in advance of a situation coming up. For instance, you know what I hear on radio talk show hosts a lot now? Radio talk shows a lot now? Did I say radio talk? You said radio talk show hosts. Hosts. No, I don't listen to those radio okay. shows. Okay. Radio talk shows <laughs> lately. This is a rough morning for is you, Bruce. This question about what are your legal rights with people who steal your political yard signs? Isn't I, that uh, odd that people like, okay, so here's the logic. It's like going to make that. a difference. Here's the logic behind that. You are such a supporter of a particular political candidate that you put a yard sign in your yard, and somebody sees that and they take it. Is, I don't is the logic that, oh, if they don't have the yard sign, they won't vote for that guy? <laughs> or, oh, if I take the yard sign, nobody will know that guy's running for president. It, it, it's almost what like. What are you doing, people? Everybody just got tested 20 minutes ago. Everybody's free and clear of COVID, but yeah. wear a mask. So I heard Ken Brew on WLW did this topic, and the question was, can you electrify your yard sign or are you then in legal jeopardy for hurting someone who trespasses and steals oh, something off question. your property? Which, you know how our society works. McDonald's is guilty for coffee too hot. Right. So if some guy comes in your yard to steal your Biden sign or your Trump sign, and you hook up some, like, jungle trap apparatus where you hoist him up in a tree by his like leg, and he's hanging in a tree overnight... Are you in legal jeopardy or not? So I, I bet you, you are. If you if you want to know the answer to that, I bet Willis you are. Spangler Starling. Yeah, you. The, so unless, the answer, you say, unless you put a warning up, the this answer. Sign. Yeah, that's true. You're right. The answer on the electrifying of the sign was you're okay if you do like a livestock fencer, which just gives them a shock. But if you hook up two twenty and you fry them like you know a potato. <laughs> then you got a problem. You're not allowed to fry someone for stealing your yard sign. So there you go. Now, what do you want to take issue with me on before you ask for forgiveness? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good way to start a conversation, is it? Well, like, we have forgiveness for everything, so yeah. we covered. Um, I think that I do a good job of when, you know, good stuff happens to you. I'm first one to call you i'm happy for you oh man you're a state champion yeah you're two-time state champion yeah, katie has a good game katie I'm, I'm, I'm voting for katie for yeah. scholar at or whatever yeah. scholar max athlete preps, ohio max athlete preps of the week. ohio athlete yeah i try to be a good supporter of the huli family am i not yeah very much so absolutely without question okay you got nominated for the pro football hall of fame and i didn't say anything about it because other times when you've been nominated, you always poo-poo it. You go, I got no chance. It's no big I, deal. That's a big deal. I know. But, you know, but I'm, not, I'm not asking. I'm not you're right. I should have. No, I should have no, mentioned no, it. No, no I don't want it now. I don't want it now. <laughs> this is your passive I tried to make way. a phone call to you 12 years ago. Of making, yes, I know. <laughs> of making sure you get it in the podcast and, and humbly... Acting like you don't want it in the podcast. No, no, I don't want it from you. No, no. Well played. <laughs> so I saw the Lions nominated you. I really thought if honestly, the Lions don't nominate you. 
I, I honestly thought you'd be upset if I brought it up because I thought no. about bringing it up. No. But the Lions congratulated you. Yeah. They ran a picture of yeah, you on cool. Twitter. Yeah. It's cool. It's nice. Look, man, that's, people, that's that people, and I've always told you every single time. people that I time. care about, actually. <laughs> yeah, know. the people that really care about you <laughs> mentioned it. Unlike me. Uh, worrying more about very my good, dog's sir. IBS. Yeah, yeah, very good, it, sir. But, and but no. I thought it was you didn't mention it because you're still upset <laughs> that I ran through your garage door and I owe you sixteen hundred dollars. No, no. <laughs> I got a brand new garage door out of it. Will be. It's a little inconvenient not being able to open my garage door for six weeks, but <laughs> we're getting through it. Um, no, man. That's uh, in all seriousness. You always have downplayed it. <laughs> But to have played in the league to the point where you get nominated is really something. So congrats. And I mean that. I mean no, that. No, I, I, I was doing that. I wish. You know how I, I feel I about that. But I do that just because I love to. Look, man, <laughs> it would be so great if someday you get yeah, on the steps happen, of Canton yeah. in the shadow of your hometown. That would be cool. It oh, be. my goodness. But it, I'd cry. Yeah, it, I'd cry. It's uh it's really cool just to get that close. Yeah. So just to be, I mean, people have asked me about it, so I thought I would put it out yeah. here. Just and you know, to I don't, I, I'm not qualified to be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. But you'd never gotten hurt. I think I'm qualified. Uh, maybe you're qualified as a nominee. No I doubt. think I'm qualified as a nominee. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't think I'm qualified to get in, but um, I just think it, you know. For some reason this year, and this has happened a couple times in the past, but for some reason this year, it hit me more. And I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or, but I, I, I just had these flashbacks of, you know, it's in our book, by the way, um, about when I was a kid and how Vince Popo, who was taught and was a wrestling coach in the school system with my father, was running the film room at the Hall of Fame and we used to go, my brother and I used to go in there and watch these old NFL films and Vince would let us in the back door. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then, then I thought it was funny that like the coolest thing was that for Christmas, my brother and I would get each other our Christmas gifts for each other. And my mom would take us to the hall of fame gift shop, you know, just, oh, these, wow, just, that's cool. just these. And when I would yeah. walk in there, and I don't know if you were, if anybody out there that when they were a kid, if you have these special memories or memories that are so clear. Mm. And every time I walked into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I felt like it, this is the best place on earth. Mm -hmm. I really felt like that. And and I have these clear memories of as a kid of actually remembering what the aisles in the gift shop look like and just walking up and down these aisles and the cool thing is and this is you know i i used to think i wonder if i play for that team mm -hmm. maybe i'll play for and this is at like seven or eight years old yeah i can play for that team maybe i'll play for that team but i know that rick likes and back then in the day it was Rick's favorite team, for whatever reason, was the Washington Redskins. Back in the day, it was called the Redskins, and they had all the, the gear and they have everything yeah. for every team in that gift. And shop. it was it was so cool because I was able to get him. I saved up all the money I could, and I was able to get him like a Letterman's jacket. Remember with the leather oh, sleeves yeah. and the yeah. wool. I got him a Redskins Letterman's jacket wow. for Christmas, and unbeknownst to me. 
he also got me the Vikings letterman's jacket. And I was so bummed when I grew out of it because I wore it like in the summer. I wore it yeah. all the time because the Vikings were my favorite team growing up. It got so warm, Bruce, that it wasn't really leather on his sleeves, but it was like I, plastic, yeah, I guess. But probably. it all oh, it cracked, you know. And so I don't know. The only reason I bring it up is because I think it can tie into the face segment in a couple ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can tie into the face segment that um, when I would walk into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, just because of my upbringing, my background. My mentality, my mindset, um, that when I walked in there, I felt like it was paradise, nirvana, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, utopia, whatever you want to use, and that it was the best place on earth, and I never felt more at home. That I could have, I could have actually lived in that Hall of Fame, and I could have went and watched the movies. I could have walked around. I would have put a bedroom by the gift shop and it'd be just like looking around and say, oh my gosh, I could have that, I could have that, I could play for that team. So it was where everything was right. Mm-hmm. So the question um, comes up about everybody and how you feel about dying. And so I thought to myself, take that feeling that I had as a young child times that by an infinite number, and that is the peace and the feelings that you're going to have way beyond what we can comprehend, as uh, St. Paul testifies to, of the feeling of being home, where in the promise of Jesus, I go to prepare a place for you. And so that was my whole point of bringing that up, obviously, to give you a little bit of a a hard time, but also to, more importantly, understand that in you had a great line. I actually used it in interview. In interview is that we don't white knuckle death. We're not. Oh my gosh, what if I die? And you, we don't live our life every day worrying about what's next. And that gives me such a peace. And I can only imagine what's next. And then isn't it crazy that I compared it times an infinite number, whatever that is, and just my life that what I felt like as a six or seven-year-old, and I still feel that strong feeling today, and I remember it clear as day of when I sat and walked through the Pro Football Hall of Fame and just felt at home. So that's my little face segment today. That's and it's well nothing, um, you know, no scriptures or anything like that. I'm just well, a little bit, but kind of more of, of don't be afraid of what's after this life. It's better than you can imagine. And think of where you felt the most peace in your life or where you just felt like this is where I belong. Well, yeah. if you've settled your eternal situation. Well, that's yeah. what, yeah, yeah. Yes. obviously. Yeah. You and I have in common um, many things. One thing we have in common is that we both lost people very, very dear to us in the fall. We're, going, we're coming through a season um, which will be the time of year you lost your dad. You yeah. lost Steph. I lost yeah. my mom. I lost my dad. And what you said about that peace and that security applied to all four of them yeah. and applied to each of us as we worked through the feelings of separating from them in this life. While we were sad, we were also encouraged and absolutely certain that we would see them again right? and where their eternal home is. And it gives me great comfort um, to know that and uh, to know it as, as it pertains to myself, to my kids, to my wife, and you have the same feeling of, of your wife and your children, 
and uh, just encourage you that if you have um, uncertainty, doubt, uh, concern about your eternal future, there is a way to settle that and to gain that peace. Yeah, and I think for those that have lost somebody, we had a um, emailer on Monday that lost his father. Mm-hmm. Brock. Brock, yeah. uh, and, and Brock or no, Bearden? No, uh, uh, Bearden. Bearden. Yeah, like, I got another and, email from Brock. And, Bearden, uh, yes, Bearden. And and I hope Bearden has that piece. Yeah, there there's tremendous loss and sadness and, and heartache, but there's also underlying all that, and it gets stronger as time goes on, is this inner peace that you're, you're 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 almost envious. <laughs> if that can does that make any Makes sense? Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It does. you're almost envious. Yeah, of where they are, and not just in the moment, but for eternity. Yeah, pretty cool. Absolutely. So, thank you all for listening and uh, putting up with our uh, my uh, issues. Yes, with getting the live stream. My, Please, I, my I have nothing issues. to do my with the edge Yes, I will claim it. I will own it. <laughs> uh, Chris will be uh, on the Browns and the Redskins on Sunday, so that'll be great. I'll get to watch, uh, get to listen to you and Kevin work with Laura. Yep, four more that'll COVID winners on four Friday. More COVID right? winners. Yep. Don't forget SpielmanCBD.com. Uh, great uh, pain Put on relief my neck options. this morning, man. I had Excellent. woke up with a headache and I rubbed it on there. Psh, five minutes gone. Now you'll need more after dealing with me for an hour and uh-huh. ten minutes. May exhaust that entire roll on. Yes. All right. Everybody have a great week, and we will uh, talk to you again on Friday here on the We Tackle Life podcast.